the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We as God's children need to understand that the laws given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai so many years ago have relevance in our lives today. Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks from the subject, the Ten Commandments. Pastor Draper will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. I love the mirror illustration used by J. Vernon McGee. Listen, you have a mirror in your bathroom, which is a picture of the law. And there is a basin underneath the mirror. You do not wash yourself with the mirror, do you? You're crazy if you do. You hold that, oh, that mirror, I'm dirty. Get him mirror, wash. You know, you scrub yourself with the mirror. You don't, you don't use the mirror to wash yourself. It, the mirror, the purpose of the mirror is only to reveal your dirt. Come on, talk, Jay Vernon. And beneath that mirror, there is a wash basin for our dirty sins. The, the basin is there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood lose all their guilty stains when I wash it falls into the basin of Jesus' blood and God says it's good it's a mirror the perfect law is a mirror why is the commandments so, why are they so significant? The commandments were given to lead Israel to a life of practical holiness. The commandments were given to lead Israel to a life of what? Practical holiness. And also the church. God called his people to holiness and the commandments showed Israel as well as the church how to put the commandments into practical everyday living. In other words, God says, be holy. And the commandments break down, breaks down how to be holy. God don't leave you wondering. He said, here's how you be. Here's how you're holy. Don't worship another God. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't, don't, don't murder and so forth and so on. In other words, he makes practical what we ought to be in holiness. Why are the commandments so significant? Let me tell you something about the commandments. The Ten Commandments can act as a guardian to bring us to Christ. The Ten Commandments act as, as a guardian to bring us to whom? Christ. In other words, the commandments can only take us so far. They bring us to the point of realizing our own sinfulness. The commandments bring us to the point of realizing our own failure. However, only Christ alone has the power to forgive and wash our sins away through the shed blood. Now, the word, the synonym for commandment is a word called decalogue. Say decalogue. D-E-C-A-L-O-G-U-E. Decalogue is a term of Greek origin 
often used as a synonym for the Ten Commandments. The Decalogue is a synonym for Ten Commandments, which and the Ten Commandments literally means ten words. Ten words is what the Ten Commandments mean. The first four commandments describes how the people are to relate to God, while the remainder describe how God's people are to relate to each other. Okay, the first four talks about how the people are to relate to, relate to whom? And the latter six talks about how the people are to relate to whom? Each other. First four, God. Last six, each other. <laughs> God, each other. That's why some of y'all can't get along. It's, 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 not your, it's not that person. You got a problem with God. Because when you get right with God, you'll get along with your brother. Some folks can't get along with nobody. Some of y'all can't get along with yourself. You got to get along with God. You got to be right with God. You got you, you to have a right relationship with God. Then you can make up with your brother and re- be reconciled and all these other things. Let me tell you about the significance of the commandments. Let me tell you, the commandments restrain evil. That's what they do. They restrain evil. Though the law cannot change the heart, it can inhibit lawlessness by its threats of judgment. The commandments restrain what? Evil. Though the law cannot change the heart, it can't inhibit. In other words, hold back lawlessness by its threats of judgment. In other words, you kill somebody and guess what? Your life is going to be taken. You mess with somebody else's wife, both of y'all are going to be stoned to death. No plea bargains. No jail breaks. They've been searching all over the country. No, no, ain't, ain't none of that. And no 20 years on death row. You see, and, and that'll make you straighten up. You know why America's so weak, such a mess? We got weak laws. We spankful. We used to hit them on the wrist. Now we hit them on a little dinky. Some of these countries don't play. You still, your hands gone. Hey, I remember in Singapore, that boy was putting that paint all over those cars. Y'all said, mm-hmm. And it was such an uproar. They were going to cane his rear end. And they were trying to get the president to intervene. I said, lead, whoop him. <laughs> they came, he came back here good and whipped. He couldn't sit down for three months. They don't play. We spank folk. We play hit dinkies. You know, you get enough money, enough popularity. You know, you can buy your way out, wiggle your way out, get the finest of attorney, be broke, but you're free. <laughs> And that's what's wrong with America. We're not taking sin seriously. Tell you something else about the commandments. The commandments reveal man's sinfulness. Reveal man's sinfulness. Uh, turn to 1 Timothy 1.9. You got your Bible. This is a Bible teaching church. Somebody don't have a Bible next to you. Please share your Bible. If they walk away with it, just say bless you. Uh, uh, 1 Timothy 1.9. Share your Bibles for God's sake. Don't be stingy with it. It's God's word. Share it. The commandments reveal man's sinfulness. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.9, it says, Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, that's that some of y'all, for the ungodly and for sinners. <laughs> Ooh, that's all of us now. <laughs> for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, 
You see, the law was for all of these persons. Why the significance of the law? Listen, the commandments gave Israel a standard for God living so that they might inherit the land and enjoy its blessings. Now, don't miss that one. The, the commandments gave Israel a standard for godly living so that they might inherit the land and enjoy its blessings. Enjoy its blessing. In other words, you said, what is that saying? In other words, you obey the law, you abide by the law, God's going to bless you, and not only bless you, but bless your children and bless your children's children because of what you're doing in your generation. But if you just live any kind of way and hanky-panking around and sneaking and peeking and got stuff under corners and under rugs and in attics, attics you're affecting your whole house. You're affecting your, your generation and generations to come, and you're messing up a whole line. Blessings brings obedience. Disobedience brings cursing. Deuteronomy 5.29. I want you to see the word for yourself. This is not Draper's theology. This is the book. Deuteronomy 5.29. Look what it says. Oh! Oh, when you say, oh, watch out. Watch out. You know, when you somebody say, oh, you want to, what's wrong? What happened? What's, what's going on? Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments. Oh, underline all oh, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. You see that? That'd be, do you want it to go well with you? Some of y'all, no wonder you, you bring all you listen, you not, you gonna have a bad year this year. Until you start abiding by the book of the law. You out there on your own. Doing what seems right in your own eye. And wonder why all hell's breaking loose in your house. And in your life. You, you make one step forward and three backwards. It's because you're not in the book of the law. And you don't keep the commandments. Exodus 23. Look what it says. You. You know what you mean? You. Say me. Okay. You shall have no other gods before me. Now repeat each word after me. You shall have no other gods before me. Now I know what you say. I don't serve no God. There ain't nothing wrong with me. Hold your peace before you put your foot in your mouth. From that verse and the rest of this passage and all the way down, I want to preach on let God be God. <laughs> Let God be God. There is no greater joy in life than to know and obey the one true God, the Bible, the God of the Bible, and every dimension of early, earthly life is lifted to its highest and most fulfilling level when he is acknowledged as Lord and God. In verse three of the Decalogue, God is condemning polytheism which is the belief in more than one God. Say polytheism. That's the belief in more than one God. Because Israel had just come out of Egypt, which was a land of many idols and a, ma a land of many gods. God, God had to deal with her and say, you shall not have any other God before me. God made this his very first commandment because he desired Israel's undivided allegiance. Beloved, this is more than just a proclamation of monotheism, one God. 
it prohibits worship or honoring anything before God. Don't honor, uh, don't put, don't put your thoughts before God. Don't put your words before God and don't put your deeds before God. Amen. In all things, he is to have preeminence. In other words, no one's set out with the intention of worshiping God today, worshiping another God. Who, who is say, you know what? I think I want to worship me another God today. No one. I think you're cuckoo if you did. No one sets out in his right mind uh, to worship, to say, I'm going to worship other gods. But as we begin to devote more time to our personal affections or the things that turn us on, there's a gradual, subtle shifting from the true God to idols that will ultimately control our thoughts, our energy, and our time. And before we know it, we bow down to them. We bow down to them. I don't have no gods. If the Super Bowl was held at this hour right now, would we have the crowd that we see right now? Don't lie. The Bible says, said, thou shalt not lie. And yet you say you don't serve other gods. <laughs> you say, I don't understand this verse. I'm going to help you understand it. When God says you shall have no other gods before me, what does he mean by what he says? No other gods. Number one, let me break that down so you really understand and not miss the point of the message. It means this. Jehovah God is to be the only object of our worship. That's what it means. Jehovah God is to be the only object of our worship, which means that we must not own any other God, possess any other God, seek any other God, desire any other God, love any other God, or worship any other God, none other. We must not own, possess, seek, desire, love, or worship any other God. That's what it's saying. What does it mean? Literally, in the Hebrew, God is saying beyond me. Or by the side of me, you shall have no other gods. In other words, God prohibits polytheism, idolatry, and the worship of idols in thoughts, words, and deeds. Some of you set up gods in your mind. Some (laughs) words, you you talk about other folk and make them gods. Deeds, you've created your own gods. In other words, he says, listen, I don't, beyond me, you know, beyond, when you go beyond me, no other. That's what he's saying. On this side, or this side, you don't put nothing by me. I stand alone. <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> As a matter of fact, when I looked in Hebrews, when I started to swear, I couldn't find nothing to swear Nothing greater than me, so I had to swear on me. <laughs> Wasn't nothing else greater, so I just swore, by, I said, by me. <laughs> this is getting good. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. And then look at verses 11, 17, 19. Deuteronomy 8 in the Pentateuch. Uh, thank you. He said it quite well. Deuteronomy 8. 
11, 17, 19. Look what it says in verse 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord. That's why some of y'all serving over God, you forgot him. Your God, by not keeping his commandments, his commandments are the Ten Commandments and everything else God said. From, from Genesis to Revelation, commandments, huh? His judgments and his statutes, which I command you today. Verse 17, skip that verse 17, look what it says. Then you, then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. <laughs> look what I did. <laughs> Some of y'all saying that. Verse 19, then it shall be. This ain't might be. Shall be if you by any means forget the Lord like some of you have your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. You shall surely perish. If you white, you're going to perish. Black, you're going to perish. Polka dot, you're going to perish. Rich, you're going to perish. Poor. Popular, unpopular, White House, outhouse. You disobey the law of God, you shall surely perish. What does this mean? You should have no other gods. It means God is God all by himself. And will not share his glory with another. (laughs) That's what it means. He's God all by himself. And will not share his glory with another. According to Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8, Isaiah 42, 8, it says, I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. I will not give to another nor my praise to graven images. He said, no, I'm not sharing my glory. <laughs> but I like what the, I like what the, for thine is the kingdom. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear what I said. <laughs> thine is the kingdom and the power and the what? All right, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> Y'all missed it. For thine is the what? And the what? Come on, and the what? Oh, y'all still ain't getting it now. Now, now five o'clock this evening, you're going to be screaming all right in that set. For thine is the what? And the what? And the what? Glory. In the beauty of the lily, Christ was born across the sea. With the glory in his bosom that transfigured you and me. He died to make men holy. He died to make men free. His truth is marching on. I like that chorus. Glory. Glory. Can anybody say glory with me? Glory! 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 Hallelujah! (laughs) Isaiah 42, 8. Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to graven images. In other words, what is the text saying? You shall have no other God before me, not beside me, not even beyond me. To worship any other gods would be setting up rivals to the one true God. God is commanding us to remove every competing loyalty from our hearts. In loyalty. God said, don't put me in competition with nobody. 
I'm God all by myself. And I'm not going to share my glory with nobody else. I'm God. He's saying God's character demands our loyalty. We demonstrate our loyalty by worshiping the only one and true God. This text is saying that the Lord will not accept anything less than first place in our hearts. You know what I said? That's what it's saying. That the Lord will not accept anything less than what place? Less than what? Less than what? Yeah, yeah. When your when your child is cheerleading and when they on the when they're trying to hit that two points or running, you want to see it's good when you can see your team in what place? First place. Well, first place. Yeah, we did something about being first place. Somebody being first place, first place. And, and, and you, how many, how many of you all want God to be first place in your life? Yes. Amen. Well, why do you give God the leftovers? Why do you, why you so, why do you tip him when it comes to giving? But he first, are you first place? <laughs> Everybody get, get but God. You get God's rain, God's sunshine, wakes you up. You pray for a job that he gave you, help you, ed- help educate you. When you didn't have much, now you sitting in places you don't deserve to sit there. You're sitting there by grace and you're choking on God. He's not first place. Leftovers with a chump change. And thank you, doing God's service. <laughs> the Lord will not accept anything left, less than first place. In other words, God requires that he alone be feared. He alone be loved. He alone be served with all our heart and soul. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 12 and 13 says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. The law is for your good. You say, he's trying to make me miserable. He's trying to steal my joy. God is not some kind of cosmic killjoy trying to spoil every little piece of fun you want in life. (laughs) He knows that if you don't have some restraints, you'll kill yourself. You teach your children not to run out in the street. You don't just say, look, have at it. Just run all across the street. Honey, just go and be free. We teach you to be free early. You think that's foolish. It is foolish. What'd you do? You, they touched that street. I told you not to touch that. Didn't I tell you not to get that off that table? And they put that, you, you pop them in the right place without abusing them. Amen? Why? Because you know that no restraints. They'll kill themselves. You know, it's, you know what? When God... Sometimes God get tired of you. He get tired of you. He says, since you want your freedom, I'm going to give it to you. Romans 1 said he turned you over to your own self. <laughs> and you know what you do? You roll a coast. You steamroll yourself on to death. You kill yourself without restraints. That's why you got the laws and red lights and, and yield signs and speed limits. Y'all don't abide by them, but they there. <laughs> They're there for your good. Say my good. Come on, say my good. They're there for your good. You don't want a society of anarchy. Your good. The law preserves you. Law keeps you from getting AIDS. 
Your good. Law keep you from getting in jail. Your good. Mm-hmm. You're good. God's trying to help you. And you fighting God. You don't know what you're doing. Don't you give up. Don't y'all say amen. Y'all getting see is the commandments for today. <laughs> In pointing out the duties required by this commandment, listen. We cannot do better than to quote the Westminster Confession of Faith. It's a, it's a scripture after each one of these, but for time's sake, I can't give you all the scriptures. I wish to God I could. But, but let me just give you some words out of the Westminster Confession of Faith as it relates to God. They are, listen, the knowing and acknowledging of God to be the one, to be the only true God and our God, and to worship and glorify him accordingly. By thinking, meditating, remembering, highly esteeming, honoring, adoring, choosing, loving, desiring, fearing of him, believing him, trusting, hoping, delighting, rejoicing in him, being zealous for him, calling upon him, giving all praise and thanks to him and yielding all obedience and submission to him. With the whole man being careful in all things to please him and sorrowful when in anything he is offended and walking humbly with him. Micah 6, 8, the Westminster Confession. And each one of those things I quoted had a scripture behind that we could have read to substantiate what I've just said in the Westminster Confession of Faith. But it talks about being God alone and him being worshipped all by himself. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.